Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. What's going on, everyone? It's the podcast 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito Guerrero, and let's jump right into this. So today, I kind of wanted to go over, um, people are always asking me about, you know, stories about stuff that happened in prison and everything. So today, we're going to talk about basically the first story... Right, and when I say story, I mean story you hear, right? Not necessarily something I went through. And this is literally like the first week after everything happened, right? So this is County Jail, Dublin, California, Santa Rita County Jail, Alameda County Jail, right? <clears throat> I get a, a, I was put in this unit that was a suicide watch. So, um, mind you, um, you know, after basically shooting my best friend, you know, they, 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 they question you, right? And, and kind of ask, like, where's your mind at? How are you feeling? Do you have uh, thoughts of, you know, wanting to kill yourself? And, I mean, to this day, um, I don't know. I think suicide is, like, crazy because to to get so far to a point where you know you can actually go through with taking your own life um not to make it sound like something manly to do or anything but that that's pretty ballsy to to you know take your own life especially some of these crazy ways that people do it but needless to say i i didn't think that i could like kill myself but when I was asked, I basically said, like, I'd rather be dead right now. Um, and I was 100% honest. I mean, I, I, I didn't I didn't want to be around. Like, I would rather have traded places, right? Um, anyway, yeah, I don't want to get too caught up on that. But, you know, to this day, I'd, I'd trade places in a heartbeat. Um, but anyway... Um, so I was in this suicide watch unit, um, and not that everyone in there was like crazy bonkers, uh, loony bin type stuff, although there were some, um, but definitely people on medication, which kind of made them off, right, and um, and then some people that were just stressed out for whatever reason, and so they were in there, but needless to say, this first guy uh, I ended up in a cell with I believe his name was Robert. I don't even remember his name. Um, I might have it in some something from way back in the day. But needs to say it was like this short, um, white dude. Mind you, I was 24 years old at the time. So to me, he seemed old, probably younger than I am today, though. Um, it probably like early 30s, mid-30s, going bald. N- nothing uh, spectacular. He looked like some common nobody on a sitcom series or something right but um i get in and he's kind of edgy and i'm 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 gone like i'm kind of toasty um and when i say that i mean um i i 
I kind of vividly, like a dream, remember this, uh, but I know I was doing it. So I would like sit down facing the wall in the cell and kind of just talk to myself, um, like talk about everything. Um, and when I say talk about everything, I mean like everything that happened. And I'd sit there and basically have a conversation with myself, have a conversation with Yahim, the, the guy I killed. Like, I'd sit there and just talk to this wall. And um, it wasn't until way later, like, after this dude, like I said, I think his name was Robert, like, left, that I was like, man, he must have been kind of spooked because, like, I wouldn't talk to him. I'd just sit there and talk to the wall and didn't really eat at first and everything and that was like for the first couple of days and then I guess when I, I kind of started um whatever you want to say accepting the reality right um then I stopped talking to myself and and kind of you know started talking to other people and trying to get on the phone and other stuff right but um we end up you know start talking and you know um talking about why I was in there and then he he was telling me about why he was in there and he was a, a bank robber right so this is kind of what this podcast is going to be about like this first introduction to hearing people's stories because something that happens a lot when you're in jail and and you see this kind of stuff in the movies and stuff not played out as much because unless they're like remaking the story right so you actually get to see all the stuff happen, right? But, yeah, um, something that happens a lot is people tell tell their war stories, right? Tell all the stuff that happened when they got caught. Talk about other times when they didn't get caught or other times they got caught and did time and got out and then got caught up. Like, that. that's a big thing, right? And depending on where you're at um, mentally, where you're at with you know, whether you're trying to better yourself or anything else. Um, yeah, a lot of this stuff is you're glorifying all the crazy shit you did. So needless to say, th this dude kind of runs down the whole uh, bank robbery stuff, right? So he's he's telling me um, he, uh, uh, he needed some money, right? And... Um, you know, he was like, man, you know, the, every time they talk about bank robberies and junk, you know, um, it, everyone's always like, you know, you got to give up the money, right? So I'm like, yeah, you know, I hear that a lot. And he's all, and, and you know, they, they try and give you the the, the wads of cash that have the little die packs and all that stuff. And I go, yeah, you know, of course, everyone's seen that in movies. And he's like, yeah, so he's like, I need the money. And so I figure I go rob a bank. You know, because you don't really have to have a gun. You just tell them and they give you all the money. And I'm like, okay. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, whatever he tells me, his dumbass is in jail with me. So obviously it didn't work out. But anyway, I'm listening to him. And he talks about how he goes in. And um, I think if I remember correctly, he said he had like his disguise was that typical disguise, you know, like the big sunglasses, like a hat. You know, and, you know, clothes that he doesn't usually wear. This kind of, you know, just basic, you know, costume type job. Also, keep in mind, this is in 1997. So, 
yeah, there's cameras in the bank and all that fun stuff, but nothing like you got running around today. Everyone got camera phones and all that other junk, right? So tells me he, he does it. When he goes in, they try to give him the big old, you know, bound up things of cash. And if I remember correctly, he's like, no, and he breaks all the bands. So he knows what he's taking is just bills. And he goes, he gets away, like, is stressed out. Um, he, like, puts uh, the, the bills and stuff in, in the dryer and, like, trying to make them look old. And he's scared. He sits on it. He said he, said he got out with, like, <clears throat> I don't know, like seven grand or something, which even back then wasn't a ton of money. But, hey, when you're broke, seven grand, hey, even nowadays, that's, that's a decent little haul tax-free, right? So I was like, wait a minute, so you got away, like what they do, they got a picture of you or something? He's like, even if they did, like it didn't look like me. And I was like, so, and he goes, well, hold on, that's, that's the beginning of the story. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, he goes, have you ever done something and, you know, got away with it and it made you want to do it again? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, maybe like speeding on a back alley and you figure you can always do it and then maybe you get caught one day or whatever. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, good, good, good one. Yeah, like that. He goes, so, you know, I wait like a month, six weeks. I start spending the money and nobody knows nothing. Nobody's coming knocking at my door nobody's messing with me i buy a bunch of clothes i get a little car he's like but now the money's gone and he goes so i need more money he's like i can't go to the same bank you know and he's like man so he goes to some other bank he goes but i really want to make sure they couldn't you know tie me in with the first one even though they never got me so what does he do he comes up with the elaborate idea that he's going to dress up like a woman, right? And I'm like, no way. And he's like, yeah. He goes, so I go to like a thrift store and I buy a bunch of dresses. And, you know, I get a wig and all this stuff. And I put on lipstick and everything. And I'm like, dude, you must have been an ugly bitch. <laughs> and he's laughing. He's all, yeah. But I got away with two more bank jobs. And I'm like, no shit. And he goes, yeah. He goes, and, and mind you, it's addictive. You do one, you want to do another one. You do that one, you want to do another one. And you always want to get more and more and more. And I'm like, okay, so, all right, I'm, I'm waiting to hear, like, how did he end up in jail, right? So, he says, as he's going, he's like, man, I'm doing this all by myself. I'm going to get caught up. So, I figured I need to bring bring some people in. Right. And I'm like, oh, and he's all, yeah. He goes, so here's the thing. Right. He's all, I'm dressed up as a chick. I get this other dude to be a driver. I get this other dude to dress up like a chick with me. And we both go in to hit two different tellers at the same time. Now, I got to admit. I never saw pictures of what, you know, he looked like dressed up. But I cannot imagine anyone would look at him and think he was a woman, right? So, <clears throat> in my mind, I'm kind of like, yeah, you you probably <laughs> were setting off people's radars regardless, right? 
So, needless to say, he says he goes into this bank. Him and this other dude dressed up as a chick. They get up there. He says, no matter how much <clears throat> he sat with these other two dudes, and, you know, they had to decide who was going to be the other one that would go in the bank with them, but no matter how much he told them, look, no matter what, don't just take a bunch of the the um, banded bills. You got to break them down, and if you don't break them down inside, then just don't take them, blah, 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 blah. So he says he gets up there, the other dude gets up there, He's getting the cash out of his teller. He sees, you know, he can't like just sit and watch the other dude, but he sees the other dude's getting his old bag full. <clears throat> they both go running out. Dude's in a, 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 a pickup truck. So the big idea was they come out. He's basically on the corner, pulls up. They basically lay down in the back of this pickup truck and go. So if they look, they just see one person in a pickup truck doesn't match the description of two females that just robbed the bank, right? You know, I guess, you know, semi well-laid plan, you know, for back in the day. So he says they get out. The dude ain't there. So they end up having to walk around the block. The dude finally shows up. Um, they already got like people running out trying to find him and stuff. So they have to like run a little bit, jump in the back of this pickup truck and he's like, they don't get too much further away driving. Boom! One of those paint grenades that you see in the movies all the time. The other dude took a bunch of banded bills. And sure enough, one of them's got one of those damn paint grenades in it. So now you got these two dudes dressed as women laying down in the back of a pickup truck on the freeway with... You know, a spray of like blue paint that's that's blowing in the wind, and they're they're both covered in this crap, right? So he said, like his buddy lived in this like off the the beaten path, you know, little like shack out in the middle of nowhere, somewhere in a, a Solano County, um, you know, where they got some more rural areas, uh, even though it's Northern California. And so they get there and they get out the truck and, and he's yelling and screaming at the other dude like, damn it, look, now we got this and who knows what else. He said it took them like two days to get this paint off of their body. They had to burn the clothing because they couldn't get the paint out of it. And now all the bills were all paint. So they're washing the money. They're doing everything. And they can't get the stupid paint off the bills, right? So I'm like, so what? Did you try and spend the money and you got caught because of the paint? And he's like, well, kind of, sort of. He goes, I didn't. I'm sitting there. I'm just going to keep washing until the stuff <clears throat> gets cleaned up. And he's like, they were using some of the bills that weren't as badly stained, um, mixing them in with other bills and stuff like that. And he's like, these other guys... They either want the money or they want to go do another bank, right? So far, so good, though. They haven't been caught. Needless to say, one of the guys gets greedy and takes some of those bills. Someone reports it where they do have cameras. They get the dude in, of course. Oh, and by the way, um, little FYI. 
the majority of dudes that do crimes with other dudes or other women or they have crimeies, right? Uh, you know, they're criminal partners. More often than not, once one person gets caught, they tell on the rest of the people because they're trying to get a deal because they don't want to do time. Uh, it's not like, you know, back in the days, uh, uh, Omerta and all that with the mafia. Like, no, loose lips sink ships all the time. So these dudes basically rolled over on him. And the sad thing was, um, if I remember correctly, so he got stuck um, for $35,000. Uh, basically they said that that was what he took. Um, and he swore up and down. He never had that much money that it was more like 12 or 15,000, but now he's going to court and fighting and and they're basically saying he's going to have to pay it back someday, somehow all this money that he's like, I never even got to spend any of that. And it, and it was never 35,000. He's like, my take was at most 12 or 15. So, of course, moral of the story is, one, if you got to do something dirty, do it by yourself. And don't dress up like a woman if you're a guy. And uh, don't be greedy. <laughs> but this dude was my celly for not even a week because in the feds, because it was a federal offense, uh, stealing federal money. Um, so the feds came and got him, like, within a week. So we were cellies for a few days, and that was it. But that was the first uh, story that I ever heard when I was locked up. It was, it was a pretty decent one. I wish I could remember it verbatim, but yeah, the way he told it, it was just hysterical. Because I'm just looking at him and trying to imagine this guy dressed up as a woman telling someone, give me all your money. <laughs> oh, probably with a five o'clock shadow. Probably something out of a bad 1980s movie, to be honest. But <clears throat> stories are rampant in jail and in prison. And that one, I actually full-heartedly believe, was 90% <clears throat> true. Uh, as true as a story could ever be. Because uh, he definitely didn't try and make it seem like he was anything more than... Uh, dummy who got caught. Um, then you hear a bunch of really awesome stories about these dudes having hundreds of thousands of dollars cash. And, oh, I was selling kilos of coke and methamphetamine. And I was doing this. And I was selling two 200,000 pills of ecstasy. And, and you're looking going, dude, you don't even go to canteen. Like, you have zero money. Like, how could you have all that? And don't get me wrong. There are people that were big-time dealers and all kinds of other stuff on the streets, and they don't have anyone to support them, and the money they might have had out there, people are out there spending it. So don't get me wrong. You can really be a big deal on the street and be nothing in jail. But, yeah, a lot of these dudes, they they just are saying whatever whatever will make them look good or make them look like there was some big-time something or other. So stories are always fun. I don't, I don't know how many times I told someone, man, you're full of shit. Like, I don't want to hear that. No, man, you just, let me show you this picture. And then they'll show like a picture of a really nice car. And I'm like, where are you? Oh, I mean, I'm not going to take it. I took the picture. I couldn't take a picture of me in the car. Like, what? Like, yeah, right. Like, no one ever took a picture of you and your, you know, $50,000 car or whatever. Like, I don't think so. So, needless to say, I'll, I'll throw some more of these podcasts out there with some more stories. 
I just thought y'all might want to hear that very first one. Anyway, this is Tito, 15 to life. Keep it moving. Don't believe everything you hear. And don't do no stupid stuff because then you'll have to hear all them stupid stories like I did. All right, catch y'all later.